No Content is a podcast hosted by Pixel and Kubo that brings you through the inner ramblings of whatever they want to talk about for roughly an hour. If you'd like to follow Pixel, you can check them out on Twitch at pixel underscore pusher 101 or on Twitter at pixel pusher 101. You can also follow Kubo at twitch.tv slash ryankubo, twitter.com slash ryankubo, instagram.com slash ryankubo, and youtube.com slash shigeos, S-H-I-G-E-O-S, Twitch TV, if you want to see VODs of any of the episodes. If you guys are not on audio or on a different type of audio, remember that we are on all audio platforms, including Spotify and iTunes. If you guys want to ever email us, you can email us at nocontentpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your insight onto the podcast, questions, or just fan mail of critiques or criticisms. You can also use the Fortnite creator code, Ryan Kubo, in all caps, R-Y-A-N-K-U-B-O, when you check out for any game on the Epic Creator Store, whether that be a game or through a microtransaction to help support this podcast. Also, check your show notes below or the description below, depending on where you're watching or listening to this podcast, to check out other podcasts that Kubo hosts as well. We hope you guys enjoy this episode. How's it going, man? It's going pretty good. How about yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, you know, we actually have some good topics to talk about on this podcast, so I'm actually pretty excited. Like, usually we don't have anything, and I actually have stuff I want to talk about personally, and so I think I think it will be pretty good to, yeah, to, for sure. to actually, jump into, yeah. Yeah, I, I can actually say the same, because um, there was one topic uh, you'd mentioned that I'm like, yeah, this is going to be great, and uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure you know what it is, but like, I'm actually really, really stoked for it. Yeah, okay, let's jump into the topic. I'm assuming you're talking about Animal Crossing. Yeah, that's wow. it. So... Animal Crossing had like a 20 minute thing over on, I think it was on Twitch or something, it was on YouTube or something, I forgot. It's like all over, it's a, yeah. the Nintendo Direct thing, so it's like yeah. their own thing that they, you know, it's kind of seed everywhere. They did a 20 minute preview of Animal Crossing, I mean, okay, so I'll, I'll say this straight up right now, I'm not a huge Animal Crossing fan, I always felt it was the scuffed version of like Stardew Valley or of like oh, harvest moon <laughs> it is there's not that much to do in the game pixel okay there is not that much there's not much that much to do in the game okay I, there's it, 383 I, villagers man i enjoy it okay i enjoy it i'm just saying that it's not a game that i can play for like an hour or two hours at a time especially if i'm going to stream it it's the type of game that you jump in for 30 or 40 minutes a day and you jump out that's all i'm saying um <laughs> okay but i can see that. i mean i I'll say I like it. I think I'm a little bit more okay with the crafting system. I know I was pretty critical about it. Um, mm -hmm. In general, I don't really like crafting systems in games because I feel like it's supposed it, crafting systems in games or durability in games give games like this unwanted, like unneeded perception that they're going to be like more difficult and they add like a mm -hmm. layer of depth mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily need to be there. I think we've talked about this before with like Breath of the Wild. I really didn't like how like weapons were like breakable. Yeah, that's that's it, just awful. Like that's just awful. So I think like Animal Crossing kind of did it like kind of somewhere in between, which I think I like. So mm -hmm. you know, I'm I'm okay with that. But what are your thoughts about Animal Crossing? Because you're probably gonna get it day one, right? I, I'm still I'm oh, still like yeah. iffy on if I'm gonna get it day one. I I have it preloaded on my Switch already. Wow. <laughs> so you're ready. When does it come out? On the twentieth. Oh wow, March next month. Yeah. Yeah, okay. March twentieth. Yeah, so, so I mean, I'm, I'm ready well, to go day one. Wow. I mean, what are you looking forward to? Because for me, like I said, it's, to me, it doesn't. it's not that in-depth of a game for me. 
for me, it's almost like a mobile game before there were mobile games. Like, I jump on for 30 minutes, I do some stuff, I leave. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think the main goal of the game, like, for me anyway, is just, like, the decoration of everything. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, kind of the main draw for me. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's what I'm really, really stoked for. I see all these, like, yeah. extra features where you can actually, you know, terraform the the terrain you can add mm-hmm. rivers and lakes and things like that yeah and i just really love the just incredible amount of customization that you have right inside the game and i think that's just a cool little place to explore like the the thing that really got me was just how chill everything was like you yeah. know all you're doing is just like um doing little things for your needy neighbors and it's like it's great and they're all cute right um and to me that was just the draw Okay. It's just this really, really just like adorable sort of world that you can, you know, spend 30 minutes in or you can spend like six hours in. Yeah. And I think there is always stuff that you could do and just kind of like mess around with. Right. So that for me is like the main draw. Right. I think the issue with me is that now that I've gotten older, the problem is by the time I'm free to play, everything in the town's going to be closed. <laughs> right. Because I think Tom Nooks closes at like nine or something like that yes. and so like whenever i used to play like i i would get there and everything would be closed already because i don't have time to play during the day or afternoon that's the only problem i have with the game yeah is that i don't that know how suck. like that that does really suck like, i don't know how i'm going to squeeze in time especially if i'm going to stream the game which i most likely am mm-hmm. i don't I don't know if uh you know how well it's going to be for me my my experience right. you know yeah because i don't know if um you have the ability to like change your system clock or I something mean, you like do, that but i just don't like doing that yeah, and it's kind of like a, it's kind of stupid just to do that for one game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I totally get you. I think there's a way to, I can't remember if there's a way to adjust the, um, uh, the opening times of mm. the stores to suit your schedule better. Because I think mm. that was a new leaf. Like it was like oh, a town yeah. ordinance or something where you tell them, okay, shift your hours like four hours later so I can, you know, actually you you do know, go stuff. There. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I think that was, yeah, I think you could do that. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I, I still have a bone to pick with Nintendo with this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I personally think that this is really stupid. But um, so we had this issue. We had this issue kind of, well, not really. So on the 3DS version of the Nintendo uh, uh, Animal Crossing, there was. Um, a thing where the game files were saved to the actual cart, which is super mm-hmm. okay with me. I think that's perfectly fine. I know some Animal Crossing streamers were like, they had four or five towns, which means that they just had four or five different games that they would swap in and out of their game, mm-hmm. their uh, uh, system. I really do not like how they are locking the island to your console. And I, I really don't like that. I think that's really stupid. Oh, and, so no matter how many copies of the game you buy, correct. you always have just one island. Correct. Mm. That It's locked to your actual system. So if you want to make a new island or want to start over, you either have to destroy your existing island, like completely erase it, or literally get another Nintendo Switch. It is literally locked to your island. And on top of that, um, if you share profiles, which I do, I have a profile for myself and a profile for my daughter, she will share my island as well, which I do not like. Like, I would rather, like, I have my own island, she has her own island. So basically what happens Mm -hmm. is, like, if she starts her own file of Animal Crossing, which she will, she will go to my island, she will go to my island, which I've terraformed, I've messed around with, and whatever, and it 
it, it makes it so that it's like a shared world. So like, for example, if I go around and pick up all the fruit and sell it or something like that, if she goes into mm-hmm. the island, there is no longer any fruit for her because I've already picked it up. Uh, mm. Or my character becomes an NPC or whatever, and she can manipulate that. Or if she wants to dig around and decorate stuff, I mean, it's all on one shared island. I really don't like that. I think that's really stupid. Yeah. Okay. So I I will disagree with that too. Like I I think I mean I will agree with you that mm-hmm. I think it's a bad idea. I would disagree with a Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if they want to buy multiple cartridges and have multiple towns, I think that they should be able to do that. Yeah. Locking it to the console. I mean. Yeah, sure, it's an excuse to pick up that Animal Crossing Switch version, but, like, um, this is just... I think this is a bad move. Yeah. I think they're forgetting that, you know, there are situations like yours where, you know, you have family members that want to play, too, and, you know, to lock it to one console, I think, is is a bad move, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I don't I'm, know why they would do that. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I think that this is really stupid as well. I hope that they change this or whatever, but... They also said in a press release, Nintendo Switch Online members can only have saved data for Animal Crossing recovered one time due to the loss or damage of system. So if for some reason your data is corrupted or whatever on your system or whatever, which, Mm -hmm. by the way, you need to have a Nintendo Online Switch membership to even have this, they will recover your data one time for that game. And then after that, if something happens again, it's gone. It's gone forever. They will not recover it or whatever. This is insane. Like, I, I don't get that. Yeah. The, the, we have the technology to create save files large mm-hmm. enough, you know, for everybody and just store them in someplace safe. I don't even care if I have to download them and put them on Google Drive. Like, that's, yeah. I should be able to do that. It's really I dumb. should be able to copy the save data off of my Switch onto my computer and back it up my own. Yeah. way like there's got to be a way to do that. It, well it's why people are hacking their switches because you can do that on your switch where you can you can transfer your uh, save data from a micro sd onto the micro sd and then put that save data on your pc it's literally the reason why people are like hacking their switches to do that yeah like or whatever i i, I feel like this, uh, like data on a computer is so fragile that it could be easily lost yeah in in so many different ways you drop your switch like it could be just gone like that yeah so i don't i don't like this at all yeah Yeah, i I, I love animal crossing (laughs) but nintendo they they gotta get with the times there's so many different things that that i i'm so angry about sometimes Uh, like like the the lack of cloud saving the the lack of no no clouds also no cloud saving on animal crossing forgot to mention that to you guys it's local save only there's no cloud saving on it or whatever but if you still want the one-time recovery fee you still have to pay the 20 dollars a year fee it's so dumb yeah it's kind of like ridiculous because like they they they're so far behind the times like yes i love nintendo and i love what they do but they gotta get with the technology they Mm -hmm. gotta get on board Mm -hmm. with all of this stuff like just Um, better multiplayer capabilities better servers just everything everything servers yeah Yeah, exactly like these are these are like a given nowadays yeah like i want to be able to just take the sd card out of my switch and clone that thing just so i can keep the save data yeah like i should not have that save data but then if you go online with them they detect that your switch is hacked they will brick your switch that is the risk that is the risk that you run or whatever for it being hacked or whatever um side note i also want to say that a couple of days um after the uh, Nintendo Direct, they all people noticed that the ESRB rating on Animal Crossing New Horizon also mentioned in-game purchases with real-world money, microtransactions Ooh. in Animal Crossing. 
I don't like that. <sighs> this is the thing, man. If they came out with a... I don't like microtransactions at all. You don't like microtransactions at all because we're both boomers and we hate them. But <laughs> here's the thing. If the game is free to play, I kind of justify it. If it is a server-based game, if it is like a Fortnite or a PUBG or whatever type of game where it's a always present server type of game, I mm -hmm. understand why there's microtransactions because some of that money will go to the cost of running those servers. I get it. But we are already paying $60. $60. A full price. $60 is ludicrous in this day and age, first of all. It's the number one reason why I don't play console games, first of all. $60, and it's a Nintendo game, so don't come at me with, oh, well, it'll eventually go on sale. It will never go on sale. I'm sorry, nope. it, no, it has never gone on sale. The one game that's gone on sale is Breath of the Wild for Black Friday, and it was still like 35 bucks, and it was after like <laughs> yeah. two or three years after the game came out. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It will never go on sale, Animal Crossing yeah. will. And so you're paying $60 plus in-game purchases, and I bet you it's going to be like, and I just don't like it. It's probably going to be cosmetic, obviously, but it's going to be really cool cosmetics, probably tied to certain some type of events in Japan or maybe other Nintendo. Like, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if it's like, oh, we're coming out with a set that's like, uh, I don't know, Fire Emblem themed, or we're coming out with a mm -hmm. set that's like this I, other Nintendo Pokemon themed, and it's like, oh, sorry, you can't earn these, you have to pay for them. I think that's so mm -hmm. dumb, especially since I've already paid sixty dollars to already get into it. Yeah, I, you know, I would be really mad if they actually had like um, pay to win sort of style of um, DLC where you have to like, uh, I don't know, maybe like there's a bell boost or something like that, making you earn. Uh, money faster or mm, I don't think do. bugs easier or something like that. I don't think they'll do that, but I will say this. Animal Crossing is inherently a game where you collect stuff and to put some of that um, to put some of those collectibles behind a paywall to me is ridiculous. Oh yeah. Right. It's yeah. it's yeah, totally to it's totally ridiculous. But what else could they put? I don't think it's gonna be like Bell Boost or something like cheesy like that, but I do think it's gonna be something like we're gonna have exclusive items that you can only purchase, like really cool like IP like rare IP stuff. Like this happens mm -hmm. in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate as well. There's like yeah. skins you can buy for your Mies that make them look like um uh, cup like the cuphead characters or whatever, and you have to buy those. There's no way using like the in-game customization character customization to create those characters. Mm -hmm. But it's dumb when a game is like a collectible game and then you put some of those collectibles behind a paywall. I don't like that. Yeah. The, the, there's, there's a few exceptions I think to just DLC that'll pay for is probably like music. If there's like a mm. different soundtrack or something like that, I can probably justify that. No. But as far as like content, that's like very cosmetic. I don't really care about that as much. Like, I mean, who, who am I going to impress with that town? Right. So I don't know, man, like I'm I'm probably going to get the game, but I'm very concerned about those two things for me. The shared island thing is a bunch of BS. I don't like that. Um, we already know that like the cloud saving thing is stupid. There is none. Also, if your dad is corrupted one time, sorry, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. uh, you can't recover it. And then on top of that, sharing the island with people is stupid. And then now all of a sudden these in-game cosmetics mm -hmm. that are in the game or whatever. So... Yeah, um, I just don't get why they only limit you to one save recovery. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, yeah, especially if you're not going to offer cloud saving. Like, what does that mean? Like, what is that? I don't get it. You know what I mean? 
And you yeah, know, and you it's... know, knowing Nintendo, it's going to be like, okay, it's the last time. It's like three save files ago. It's not going to be like the most recent one. Knowing <laughs> Nintendo's like servers or whatever bullcrap it has on it. You know what I mean? The thing, yeah. I, the thing that I'm worried about or concerned about, because this happened, and I believe the Nintendo Wii one, even though I wasn't affected, was apparently there was like there were glitches where people would invite you to your their town. You would go to their town. They would have hacked items or goods from like Action Replay or Game Shark, and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they like, like, so what happened was, is like someone from like a hacked Game Shark or something, or action replay item could drop it in your town, and then you would disconnect from online, and then it would corrupt your save file because it didn't recognize this item that was in your town, right? Mm. With Nintendo Switch Online, like, obviously, I'm only going to be going to my friends' towns, but I'm just curious if, like, you know, this is, you know, I don't know. There's like some. Like, I know there's an ability in the game where, like, you can open your town online where anyone can come to your town and check it out. And you can have it, like, uh-huh. be in protected mode so they can't damage it. Uh, kind of like how it is on the mobile game. But what if someone does that and they're like, hey, I corrupted your save da- data. Okay, you, this is your one time on the lifetime of the game, by the way. So if you that you can ever get it recovered. Again, that's so stupid. Right. Like, say, yeah. if you like, say something happens now over an error that Nintendo did, you use your save file. Maybe five, six years later, you lose your save file again. Sorry, you can't do it. Like, what? That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's like these These are so, like, it doesn't make any sense to only limit you to one save. Like, I mean, what? what so, like, is it only one copy that they keep on the server? It's like, oh, it's a physical thing that they <laughs> you have to hand over to yeah. your customer, and then suddenly it's, like, not in our servers anymore. But, like, this is like I don't, I don't get this. Yeah. I, I don't get... Yeah, and I don't understand why it's only one island per console. I don't know why it's linked to the console. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't yeah. understand that. You know what I mean? So if I want to make a totally new town, I have to destroy my town or get a completely new Nintendo Switch? Like... Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like... I, I, maybe they're assuming that like you'll you be you'll be able to terraform your island so much that like you can just like I I don't know that if you don't like your town you can just like change it like through terraforming or something like that and you don't you know, re-roll or whatever. What do you think about the terraforming too? Because I'm thinking I'm gonna mess up on that. By the way, um, I kind of would have liked to um see like <laughs> you you able to like edit larger swaths of land right. instead of just like one tile at a time because it's like brick by brick or whatever what yeah what i would like and it doesn't look like it shows it in the video that i watched uh, i just like googled it really quick but i would have liked if you could have like added ramps because there's like a guy needs terraforming like a mountain or something like that mm-hmm. and it would have been cool if like you could terraform a ramp up because i know i hated in uh the original animal crossing games how there was like usually only like one way up and one way down or like a couple ways up and down to like the lower levels of your city it's. It seems like you can build a ramp. I don't know if you can like mm. turn like a like a side of a cliff into a hill or anything like that. A ramp, but yeah. I know you can build them. Mm. Okay. So there's that. Okay. I'm just in general. I'm just really concerned about this game because, like I said, I don't like crafting systems where it adds unnecessary depth to the game. And mm-hmm. if I have to start crafting everything to be able to get it, I just feel like it's going to become like a very mundane and boring game very fast for me personally, because then it's going to make me feel forced to do almost like daily quests. Like, oh, I have to go around and collect all the wood. Oh, I have to go around and collect all the leaves because I need three. Like, I bet you there's going to be items that we're going to really, really want that are going to be like 400 wood and mm-hmm. this and that and like a ton of mats. And I don't want it to be like a game where I feel like, oh, I have to grind this out every single day. Like, I want it to be that chill, relaxing game 
that I like mm-hmm. about Animal Crossing, you know? Yeah, I don't totally. necessarily like, want it to be like a Stardew Valley. Yeah, I, I don't think that if they add... I think it would be bad if they added item like degradation um, in a way where like it degrades over time. And then right. like gradually, like say over a week, you have to replace your axe or something like that. Right. Yeah, that would be terrible. Like, I don't want this to turn into a grind fest. Like, if, if that actually does happen with Animal Crossing, I probably won't even play. But I'm really hoping that there's that's something that I don't have to do. Well, I'm not even saying that. I'm saying, like, let's say there's, like, a really dope, like, seat, like a chair that you want in your in your in, in Animal Crossing, right? Yeah. But then it costs, two, it, it's, like, it gives you the option of being able to purchase it with bells or to craft it. And maybe purchasing with bells is way, way too much money. And then crafting it, maybe it takes like a hundred wood and a hundred of this and a hundred of this. I would still feel like that's a chore to me because instead of mm-hmm. wanting to spend the bells on this one chair, it's like, okay, I'll just go craft the materials. Like, but who's to say that there's a limited amount of resources I can craft every single time. That's just like mm-hmm. really annoying to me. You know what I mean? Sure. So I don't know. Like, that's what I'm, that's what I'm annoyed and personally upset about. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally, I totally get you. So I, I, I don't really know like how to feel about that, like in general with Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I mean, you're you already got it pre. You already got it, pre- dude. This is why I don't preload, dog. This is why I do pre-purchase. <laughs> this is why I do not preload any games out there, people, um, because of this situation right here. Just in case, you know, or or maybe you know, maybe we're making a mountain out of a molehill, and you know, it's like the problem was actually overblown. Maybe they'll change their ways, or maybe we're talking about Nintendo. As- <laughs> we're talking about Pixel. We're talking about Nintendo. They're not going to change their ways. You know this. <laughs> I know. I just, I just hold out for hope. Um, I just hope. I know. Hope. I mean, any last words you want to talk about with Nintendo before we, uh, or at least with uh, Animal Crossing before you, uh, before we move on? Um, no, not really. I mean, I think we'll just get, we're just going to give it a shot and see what happens. Yeah. And we'll give you, we'll give you our reviews for sure. I mean, I'm going to be streaming it for sure, regardless and stuff. So we'll, we'll yeah. definitely check it out. Um, Next up that I wanted to talk about is uh, also Nintendo because I have a lot of grief with them right now. <laughs> but uh, is uh, Super Smash Brothers uh, Melee? Uh, the game is about to turn twenty years old. Wow! Uh, this year, which is pretty crazy, and they had what is called Smash Summit, which is a crowdfunded uh, tournament that happens here in Orange County. It's actually at like the, some dude's house. It's actually pretty cool. It's kind of like a mm-hmm. Seat Story Cup. But with Super Smash Brothers, they do like Mafia every night and stuff like that. They do like uh, a caster's bracket and stuff like that. It's really, really cool. Um, And the tournament goes for three to four days. And, uh, you know, the tournament ended up peaking at 110,000 viewers um, on Twitch, which I think is pretty crazy. Uh, Hungrybox dominated the tournament and ended up winning uh, Smash Summit. Again, I think that's his third time, second time uh, winning it. But, um, you know, he kind of made a very mature but passionate speech after he won where he basically said, look, Nintendo, if anyone's watching, I highly doubt anyone's watching. Uh, You know, we need support here. We need some type of financial support, some type of financial backing. And he said, like, I know, you know, Japan, I know, I know it's not just Japan. It's Nintendo. We need your support because Japan has the Capcom Cup. If you guys didn't know, uh, Capcom announced uh, that there's actually an actual esports circuit for Street Fighter games where there's Mm -hmm. like four or five divisions. And then you go to Japan for World Championship for like a million dollars or something. Um, 
and yeah, there was there's absolutely no support in Super Smash Brothers Melee uh, at all, and there's no support in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate um, at all. Basically, um, both game. I think the last time they got support was a couple of years ago, where Nintendo I think sent them about 200 Wii U's, and that's about it. Uh, wow. But there's never been any type of like prize pool or anything like that. Uh, this Smash uh, Smash Summit tournament, 110,000 viewers. First place, Hungry Monks got $2,500. Uh, second place got 1K, and third place got $500. And then everyone else below that basically just got like 100 bucks. <laughs> um, and it's crazy because they're signed to orgs, they're signed to teams where basically they said that like mostly what the org does is pay for our hotel room and pay for our ticket and pay for that's it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But most of these people winning these tournaments are not making livable income from just Super Smash Brothers. So it's really grassroots. They're really passionate, even though the game's been around for like 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, Zero, who is retired now because he went on to become a streamer and content creator. He won, I think, about 50 plus tournaments in a row in Smash 4 and said from those tournaments, he made a grand total of $44,000 for like an esports player like that's insane that's ridiculous that's yeah. how, oh how how many years was that over it was over a year so when one year he made forty four thousand dollars but if okay. you compare but if you compare that to like fortnite you win one tournament in fortnite it's like 250k csgo yeah, millions yeah. dota millions right league mm -hmm. of legends hundreds of thousands if not millions you know right and then it's like and then it's like uh, Smash Brothers, 44K. <laughs> do, do you think it's because like the Smash scene is like relatively small compared to other esports? Or do you think it's like a situation where if they actually had the funding, they would actually get a lot more viewers and fans? I don't think I don't think it's that small. I think that like fighting games in general, when there aren't tournaments, are very small. But I think when a tournament comes around or a circuit comes around, it's pretty big. Um, I've been looking at both Smash Ultimate and Melee for the last five tournaments that have happened this year alone, and the lowest one was this past week, uh, which was this past weekend, which was the Frostbite tournament still had 75,000 viewers on both Ultimate and uh, Melee. Uh, DreamHack even had them over, uh, DreamHack even had them, and they had about, like, uh, you know, 60, 70K viewers watching. Mm -hmm. I think that was during Grand Finals. Uh, you know, average, though, still 30 to 40K viewers, like, pretty good, mm -hmm. even between 20 to 30K. So I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't know what it is, but Nintendo's just, I don't know, man. Nintendo is so dumb. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. It's a 20-year-old game, so I get it why Nintendo probably doesn't want to support a 20-year-old game. They could at least throw a bone to Smash Ultimate. You know what I mean? Yeah. They could at least support Smash Ultimate. And I think it's just Nintendo, maybe just a bunch of old Japanese people that just don't get esports or something or don't care. Or they don't feel the need to promote it when it's being promoted free. But, like, man, it's just really sad to see, like, fighting game tournament players out yeah. here. Like, especially if we have Tekken, we have Cat, like uh, Street Fighter, all Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is still being supported by Capcom. Like, they're still getting supported and prize money is being poured into it. And, and those are Japanese companies, you know what I mean? Like Konami mm -hmm. and stuff. So you can't say it's it's a Japan problem. It's a Nintendo problem. You know, I think what it is, is that they just feel that having esports is at odds with what the company is about. Yeah. I think that's what um, it really comes down to. So if you look at the other games that they have, you know, the major brands like Mario and Zelda, um, any just any other um game that they have it's very family friendly it's very mm -hmm. just like party games you know they're games like you just get your friends together and have a casual time 
And that's kind of like how Smash Brothers actually started. This right. thing, like Smash Brothers, when it first came out, it was just like you know thing a thing done on on a whim. Like, what if we got all of our characters from all of our IPs and no. put them in a fighting game? And you know, no one ever ever expected it to become like what it is today. Right. Um. But I feel like they just don't think that that is their goal. They, I'm not even sure yeah. if they understand like what kind of um money they can make from it they probably don't even see it having any kind of profit for them yeah it's like I, oh yeah you have this event then you give away all this money and you're like what do they get in return i think they get higher sales of the game i think they get a loyal more loyal fan base that will actually like respect and appreciate them they get free advertisement as well for their products or whatever even if it's just mm-hmm. like sponsorships or something it's just it's so it's really sad to see the state of super smash brothers like still uh, and breaking like numbers or whatever like they had more viewership than the capcom tournament going on at the same time this past weekend mm-hmm. um they've had uh over fifteen thousand more viewers than the call of duty league and overwatch league that have been going on too as well like they have just way more viewership numbers and nintendo won't even throw them a bone it, it yeah. just doesn't make sense to me too because it's like um like I can get I get the whole thing with Nintendo where it's like all their games are pretty casual. But the thing is, like in like inherently like a fighting game cannot, in my opinion, cannot be casual like a fighting game, like whether you're playing it on a competitive stage or with your buddies, it's going to become toxic and it's definitely going to become like showboaty, right? Like, oh, I just beat mm-hmm. the crap out of you. You know what I mean? Like in a video game, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I just sure. destroyed you. It's a fight like whether you make uh, you can make it as cartoony as you want or you can make Fortnite as cartoony as you want but at the end of the day it's like oh i destroyed you dude like i you know what i mean i built a ramp around you i shot you i killed you i destroyed you three one the same thing with super smash brothers it doesn't matter how casually you do it but i mean it's a fighting game it's inherently going to be a game that's like going to be competitive you know what i mean mean, like i don't know it's true it's going to be it's going to be a competitive game it's going to you know create an atmosphere where people want to one-up each other because you're directly competing against yeah each other and which i get you don't get in like say mario or zelda right it's because it's a single player game right yeah but and i don't know it's uh it's it's this weird sort of thing like i don't know what's going to happen to smash in the future because now like i'm thinking of it now like what happens when they stop making gamecube controllers oh the thing is people are making their own gamecube controllers now you can make get custom gamecube controllers because wow. the sticks and stuff are just hor- uh, like arcade sticks are usually made from these pieces called like Hori H O R I. Uh, those are like what the you know the traditional like Street Fighter boxes are made out of or whatever, and so they're just modified smaller versions of that. So people make their own like controllers. Uh, wow, really? And the thing is, the thing is too is that like with every release of a new Smash game, they come out. Nintendo comes out with limited edition GameCube controllers. So, like, when uh, the latest Smash came out for, like, Switch or whatever, you could get a bundle that was, like, $60. It was $60 for the game, $50 for a GameCube controller, or just buy the GameCube controller independently. So, people just, like, buy them out. Wow. Yes, okay. So, that kind of tells me that there there is some level of support. There's some level of support, but it's not enough, yeah. Yeah, if they're still manufacturing GameCube controllers after, like, 20 years, uh, there's some level of support. It's a great controller. I mean, I, I use yeah. it when I stream Pokemon. I mean, it supports the Switch if you have it plugged into your Switch through an adapter. I have mine oh. right here uh, that I use for playing Pokemon or playing any game that doesn't really require. The only problem is there's no LR and there's no LR and uh, you can't push these sticks down, right? So there's no mm-hmm. there's no feedback from that. But I mean, I still use this thing when I'm playing Pokemon or when I'm playing any other game. I'll probably use it when I play Animal Crossing, to be honest. 
mm. um, because it's a wired controller. It's one that it gets a cheap wired controller option. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, no, that's, but, that's yeah. pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. But man, Nintendo, just step up your game, support a little bit, like just even just a little something, man. It doesn't even have to be like prize money. It, 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 it I mean, they could even throw twenty. Like, here's the thing. Um, I was watching a streamer. His name is Ms. Kiff. Um, I probably shouldn't shout him out because he's we're not getting paid for this. But he had a <laughs> Super Smash Brothers Ultimate tournament for fun, for fun, and he put up I think twenty thousand dollars of his own money. It became the number one prize, one of the number one prize pool tournaments for Smash in Smash Brothers history. A streamer That's put up crazy. put up twenty k. If so, if a streamer wanted to put up like fifty k, dude, he could get every single major Smash Brothers melee player in the in the world to come to his house and play. That's nuts. Like Nintendo is, does not have to offer a lot of money here. They do not have to offer five hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars. Even you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a very small piece of change for them, I think, in their financial budget. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So I'm like I'm actually kind of shocked how there's no other like third party coming in and say, "Hey, we're gonna make a competition and we're gonna get all these sponsors to come in and support this tournament." Like yeah. say, "Oh, let's have Red Bull come in." Let's have Monster Energy. Let's have, like, I don't know, uh, just a gaming chair. Like, they can put up some money. Like, Nintendo doesn't have to do this. Yeah. I'm surprised, like, some company isn't saying, like, let's just have a tournament. Right. No, yeah, and, I mean, that's uh, basically... It just kind of yeah. shocks me. Yeah. That's, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's Nintendo, like, that is solely <sighs> at fault here. I think it's... I think it's just, in general, people don't think that there is... Uh, uh, any money to be made having a tournament or any like you know value to have a tournament and I think it's mm-hmm. you know it feels bad to say it because it feels like there is a really passionate community but th- no one's doing it no one's supporting it yeah I don't I don't know what to do about it I mean you just don't have that really I think in any like video game tournaments I think it, that's just tr- that transcends other games though right now like I don't think I've ever really seen like a big esports taken seriously where it's like this is the monster energy bowl or this is the dx racer bowl right like there'll be sponsors in the tournament that probably cover the production of the tournament or cover the venue costs i know that but i don't think they're putting up prize pools you know what i mean i think they're working more like behind the scenes because there are sponsors at smash tournaments but they're Mm -hmm. not like the ones giving out the prize pool but they're the ones allowing the electricity to stay on the venue to come on and the broadcast to go you know what i mean yeah yeah so um you know, I don't know. But um, I just want to kind of clarify. Hungrybox did not win the tournament. Actually, Axe did, which is really surprising. I forgot this happened, but Axe won. Um, he won with Pikachu, which is considered one of the lowest tier characters in the game. He's hmm. uh, basically a scuffed version of Fox. He can do everything Fox can do, but worse. He ended up winning. <laughs> He's the only pro- professional Pikachu player in the world, um, actually. Uh, he ended up winning the last one or whatever, I guess. Um, no, actually, wait. Wow. I think I'm looking at Summit stats from... I'm looking at Summit 8. I'm, I apologize. Yeah, so Hungrybox did win. I'm sorry about that, guys. Uh, my bad. Hungrybox won, Pluff won, Mango, and then Zane uh, won. Um, and then in du- they had doubles, and they had um, teams, and they had uh, a couple other things. But they had five tournaments, I think, going on the whole time. Split amongst those five tournaments, it was a $60,000 prize pool. So that's split amongst five. Ter- five that's split amongst five tournaments that happened over the course of four days, combining mm-hmm. the fact that you're giving out prize money to the top eight as well of each of those five tournaments. So it's not a lot. If you yeah, think about it. it's not. It's not like sixty k for the first for singles only. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's very bad. 
it was super bad. So, um, anyway, I hate you, Nintendo. I have a love hate <laughs> relationship. I have a love hate relationship <laughs> with Nintendo. I play Pokemon a lot. I like their games, but gosh, you guys got to step up. Give give us better online service in general. In general, first of all, better online service in general. We're paying for that crap now. We're paying know, for online service. It's going to be so bad on Animal Crossing. It's going to be so bad. And you know what's going to happen is I'm going to connect to your town. Something's going to error out, and I'm going to lose my save file, and then have to call them to get my <laughs> save file back. That's your first, that's your one and last time. Bullcrap. Yeah, dude. exactly. Right. Bull. Yeah, that the pay to, like now now the pay to visit other people's towns when I could just like when I used to be able to just enter in a friend code. Go to their town, you know, through, yeah. through the Dream Suite, and now I got to pay for this. Yeah, and now I have to pay twenty bucks for the crappy service. It's not like the service has improved at all. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> if you went to like I don't know, like Burger King, and you're like, I can at least I can walk in for free and buy stuff. And now it's like it's Burger King, but you have to pay twenty dollars every time you want to go inside. And when you go inside, it's the same. Like it's still dirty. There's still probably like a meth head in the bathroom. It's still crappy food. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's literally how I feel right now. You know what I mean? Like it's not better. It's uh, it's so bad. It's actually so bad. I'm still gonna play it. I'm still gonna play it. I'm just pissed, <laughs> dude. That's the problem. I'm pissed. Um. Anyway. Um. You know, let's let's go with some like happier news, I guess, since we've been ranting. Because after this article, there's gonna be also another pissed off news article, or not pissed <laughs> off news article, but drama that's happened this this week. Um. You know, there's been a lot of talk about just streamers going into the mainstream and stuff like that i think one of them who we're going to talk about later ninja kind of started that it's like oh man he's been on family feud he's been on um what else has he been on he's been on uh diners drive-ins and dines he's been on a couple challenges we've had tim the Tatman, booga on super bowl commercials right mm-hmm. um yeah, he's a masked know. singer actually um ninja really yeah he was one of the one of the contestants oh my gosh okay he what did he do good no, you can tell like he wasn't a professional singer. Oh, but I was okay. like, wow, he's this guy actually sang like on stage. That's kind of yeah, that's, that's a big step for him. Yeah, we have mask singer, I guess. I don't know. Name some. We've had a bunch of stuff, mainstream sponsorships, all this type of stuff. Right? It's crazy how yeah. much Twitch has evolved. I don't give a crap about any of that stuff right now. All right. <laughs> there is something that has gone under the radar that not enough people are talking about. I retweeted it on my Twitter and I posted it on my Instagram and I was super hyped and people were like, wait, are you for real? But if you guys do not know Nim, first of all, if you guys don't know Nim HS slash twitch.tv slash Nim, I'm going to give him a promo shout out here. Go and check out his streams. All right. First of all, he is the guy who made Radio Kappa and probably a lot of other good meme songs. Uh, he was also Pixel's uh, choice of song of the year for our Twitch Rewind for Zulu Warriors. So that was pretty mm-hmm. hyped. But um, about a couple weeks ago, um, the creator of a game that is very controversial. I didn't know it was actually controversial. Um, really? Huh. Yeah, it's super controversial. Like a bunch of like uh, feminist groups came out and were like, this is disgusting. Like, this is really gross. Like this game should be banned off of like Steam and stuff like that. It's not OK to do and stuff like that. It's like showing men how to be like degenerates or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. I'm serious, dude. It's actually like a pretty big controversial game. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. The creator. Sure. Why not? Super seducer, Richard Gambler, the main dude that you usually play in super seducer, except in super seducer too. There's the Tinder one. There's the female perspective. And there's the one where the guy's only speaking Chinese, which was super hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you ever played those levels, they're great. The Chinese one's like super hard, by the way. Um, He's speaking like Cantonese or something like that too. So it's like the one that's not as common. It's really hard. There's, 
There's no subtitles. No, there's, no there is subtitles, but they're in Chinese. Oh, oh, <laughs> so it doesn't yeah. help at all. It does. It actually doesn't help at all. Um, he tweeted out about a couple weeks ago. He said, "Any YouTubers or streamers want to be in Super Seducer Three? We need a cool and confident barman. Quite a big part, possibly eight or more choices." And uh, Nim responded, "Yes, me." And a bunch of people retweeted it. And today, about nine hours ago, Nim tweeted out, "Arrived safely in Minsk, M-I-N-S-K, going through the Super Seducer Three script with Richard right now." And he, it's a picture of him and Richard together. Uh, at a restaurant so he is gonna be in super seducer three dude i don't care amazing this is this is amazing first of all i haven't actually played super seducer i've only watched super seducer one and two i am legitimately going to buy the game stream (laughs) it and play it just to get to nim's part i don't give a crap how many times ninja has been on mask singer or family feud or how many times tim the tatman has been on the super bowl this is where it's at it it's literally a meme game that streamers actually get to be a part of, and it's Nim, the guy who is probably like one of the forefathers of a lot of memes, maybe next to Forsen. Yeah, you know, like he's gonna be like, this is like a gold mine for memes. I can tell tell you yeah. right now, this place, this game, it's it's gonna be huge just because Nim is in it. Yeah, and I'm really hoping that like Nim has some input as to like what to do and say because I think it's going to be so much better. Mm-hmm. If he's able to do that mm-hmm. and to kind of like add his own little flair to whatever character he's playing. Yeah. Like, I think it's going to, he's going to go down as like a God. I, I swear. Like Nim is going to be like an, an amazing addition to this game. And I cannot yeah. wait to see this. I, it's going to be so awkward. It's going to be so great. I mean, you know, some of the choices in super seducer too, like one of them was like brag about, brag about your Fortnite viewership or something and then like uh, <laughs> Richard would like break the fourth wall and he's like alright guys let's get those let's get those subscribers up let's get those viewers up 10 more subs and I make out with her so like I feel like you know Richard's like he knows the Twitch audience you know what I mean like oh, he's yeah. not like blind by obviously he's like contacted streamers and stuff like that to be in it but I mean I think regardless of like Nim's role in the game because it does seem like it's going to be I don't think you get to control Nim from what I've understood you don't control Nim but he's kind of just like a background bar character so maybe like your character Richard goes there in a bar and nim's like mm-hmm. a barman like hitting on his hitting on a girl and you try to like win her over or something i don't know right mm-hmm. um but it look it's pretty big role about eight eight plus choices so about eight plus choice scenarios with nim being there hmm. um which is like you know it's a whole scene i think like a whole level yeah. probably you know yeah, it potentially pretty big and um i i think this is great i think that like regardless of anything the memes are going to come out of it no matter what um, I think the best part about this is that Nim wanted, I don't know if Nim will go through with it, but Nim wanted to name his character Raul. Because <laughs> of certain reasons. <laughs> but he's, but Please the, let this happen. I, I, you know, I didn't actually, like, I didn't actually, uh, I didn't, sprint, I can't roll my R's, but he said it in the way that Dr. Disrespect said it. But that's how you, mm-hmm. that's how it has to be pronounced in the game, is that it's Raul, but the way that, you know, Dr. Disrespect yells it, basically. Um, <laughs> I oh man I are you gonna play this game are you gonna check are you gonna purchase the game Pixel I mean just for Nim are you just gonna watch the memes like what you know what's the deal here I I don't know I I don't know if I'm ready to like dive right in and buy it I'm definitely watching it yeah for sure but we'll see we'll see I might actually get it just to see like all of the options that are possible yeah yeah for sure because you know streamers aren't gonna go through like every single like thing too so it'll be pretty. 
uh, pretty good to probably play it, you know, firsthand or yeah. whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so Nim, if you guys don't know, like I said, twitch.tv slash Nim. He's one of the four fa- uh, four fathers, I would say. I probably and do not email me about this. Do not mention me on Twitter. I'm going to declare this right now. 2013 to, 20, uh, 2013 to 2016 Hearthstone era on Twitch was the best era on Twitch ever. I don't care if anyone wants to argue <laughs> with me. That's true. There's so many memes that came out of it. Nim was kind of, I would say, one of the forefront runners of that era. Pioneer kind of in the background with Radio Kappa. So oh, yeah. it's pretty cool that uh, he's he's in this whatever mm-hmm. so um it was a wild west back then it was oh, a great yeah. era. that was a great era um yeah anyway moving on to i i guess what i would say maybe the last thing i wanted to talk uh wanted to talk about or we wanted to talk about on this podcast but um you know we've had uh we have another group of people going around fighting each other as always um, you know, first it was KSI, you know, it was KSI versus Logan Paul. We've had all these like, you know, stage fights or whatever that are happening. And it looks like it's mm-hmm. finally come down to possibly, probably not happening, but maybe happening on Twitch, which I found uh, really interesting. And I wasn't following really? this too closely. So I'm kind of actually reading over an article about this. So, um, apparently a few days ago, um, Ninja was hacked. His Twitter was hacked. Um, oh. we don't really know how, I guess it was like a two thought, uh, he had two, uh, authentication on it. I don't know. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he did all this, uh, whatever the guy, you know, tweeted out some random, st- the guy, the Twitter was hacked and, uh, it started firing off some very random tweets and they weren't tweets that were your normal, like, Oh, this could be hacked. Um, you know, like, Hey, follow me or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. one of the tweets that happened and this was on February 22nd, by the way, said fight me tfue fight me at tfue one tweet read and then another one said and then it ended with hash hashtag tfue versus ninja uh and then uh, and then another tweet said i really uh, i really kick his ass in the ring alongside a laughing emoji so apparently he regained access to the twitter and deleted the tweets obviously and then uh-huh. claimed that it was a uh, accident obviously that his twitter was hacked He's my apologies. My Twitter was hacked. Um, but apparently a day later, Tifu came out with a video on YouTube titled hashtag Tifu vs. Ninja, which currently has over 2 million views on his YouTube channel where he's actually training. And he said uh, that he didn't think that Ninja got hacked. He thinks it's a publicity stunt for Ninja to get more attention. Huh. And uh, if you guys don't know, Tifu and Ninja have a very long history of... Um, being rivals in a semi-friendly way. They used to be the top two H1Z1 streamers next to Summit back in the day. So they've always kind of been around, and uh, they've always kind of had opposite views on how to stream. Tfue's kind of different in a way. Ninja has kind of been a little toxic or gets triggered by his chat. Um, Mm -hmm. So they've always had different takes on stuff. But uh, Tfue responded and said, ever since he started blowing up on twitch and social media and youtube etc etc with his newfound fame he never once got a congratulations from ninja apparently um or anything like that he said that he's also that ninja has apparently been talking crap behind his back and that when they see each other at events they do not talk to each other tifu avoids him because there's some animosity there Hmm. Uh, and he says that this has actually been going on for years and years 
He says, been me he said, for years and years, me and Ninja have been rivals. Ever since I started blowing up on social media, has never once thanked me and has been trying to tear me down. He's been talking a ton of crap behind my back, according to close friends of mine. Uh, I've never mentioned this to anyone before, but he actually did try to get me permanently banned on Twitch and social media for some of the things that I did say. Jeez. I don't know if this is true or not. He then revealed that he actually liked to accept the hacker's proposition for a fight, even though he knew it wasn't Ninja himself who made the tweets, allegedly. So Tifu's saying that he doesn't want to fight Ninja, like in a boxing match or something like that. I don't know. Um, and he allegedly thinks that, uh, you know, he, he's, saying, he's alluding to the fact it might have not actually been a hacker. It could have gotcha. actually been like Ninja who did it, right? Uh, and he, see, he says, I know he doesn't effing like me, and I know he's been trying to tear me down forever. I'm giving him the opportunity now to try and tear me down in the ring. I don't care. UFC, MMA, whatever. The KSI, Logan Paul crap went well, so why don't we do it? He continued, I'm not scared if anything, uh, if anything, he's scared. He's talked a bunch of crap on me in the past, and now I'm giving an opportunity to back it up. So... That is what Tifu responded with, or whatever. Wow. Uh, Ninja responded back saying that he was unhappy with the account being hacked and saying that it was used as a publicity stunt. He said, I have no interest in fighting you, Tifu. I don't hate you. I don't want you to fail, but I also don't accept, appreciate you using my Twitter being hacked as a publicity stunt to try to gain more views on a video uh, with ads on it. It was a breach in privacy, which nobody deserves to deal with. You're making it worse for me and uh, helping him. So, yeah. Uh, Tifu versus Ninja, you know what I mean? Um, you know, ding, ding, ding. Nin I think Tifu would win that fight. <laughs> if we're, spe I, I if we're speculating too. this, like, uh, you know. I think that's on, is, is there really, like, is there really a contest? Come on. Yeah, there's no contest uh, <laughs> you know, on here or whatever. Um, but yeah, I just think it's weird. Like, why are we back to this? Like, YouTubers fighting each other. Why is this a thing? I don't know. It's like it's such a publicity stunt. It's it just is. like oh, like these two famous people getting in a ring and, and like beating the crap out of each other. Like it's just, I guess it's fun to watch. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Kind of on the same back page of this, Ninja got in controversy for a tweet where he said the phrase "It's just a game" is such a weak mindset. You're okay oh, with yeah. what happened, losing imperfection of a craft. When you stop getting angry after losing, you've lost twice. There's always something to learn and always room for improvement. Uh, what did you think about this tweet? I think it's it's not a healthy attitude to take because yeah. it's basically normalizing like rage and anger mm -hmm. when you're playing something and that doesn't equate to being passionate about it. Right, yeah. You know, I think he's really mixing the two things together. Yeah. Like you can be passionate about something and still like behave like a normal person like in a social setting where you don't like blow up and throw controllers at people's heads. Mm -hmm. Um so like I feel like He's saying that, like, you know, it's okay to just yell and scream and be angry about something. And I think that, sure, you know, I think that those are normal emotions. Yeah. As long as you can temper them. I, as long yeah. as, you know, you can just, like, you know, work past and, like, either try and hold it in. Right. And, you know, not let it get to you. So, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't agree with him. To be honest, when I first looked at the tweet... I agreed with him in the in a sense, but I feel like the way he tweeted it out or wrote it out is a thing of just like uh, I think he did it. I think what happened was probably he died from a stream sniper or he died from someone in a game, and then he got like super pissed off or whatever. And I bet you mm -hmm. his chat said something like, "Dude, chill, it's just a game." And then he went on a rant and tweeted this out. That's what I think it is. Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with him because like. I get where he's coming from, from like a professional mindset. Like if someone like LeBron James or like, uh, you know, I don't know, some 
celebrity uh, professional athlete was like not upset after they lost the game and was like, well, it's just a game. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot on the line for them, money, sponsorships, pride and stuff like that. So I get it. But I think the way he worded it made it come off the way that you interpreted it as well, where it's like, well, it's bad to rage and it's bad to get pissed off. You know what I mean? It's just really stupid mm-hmm. the way he worded it. I think he could have worded it so much better. You know what I mean? And not yeah. make himself look dumb, <laughs> you know? Sure. Like, I think um, if, he, if, he, if, he, if he worded it the way you did, then that makes a little bit more sense why he would say that. You know, there's, yeah. like, reason to be angry in that sense. Right, but like, the way he worded you know, it made it seem like he threw his control, you know, he was throwing his control and raging and all this stuff, which made him look stupid. Yeah, it's like, it, because, like, it, the way he put it, it sounded like he was just baby raging. Yeah, so, it did, yeah. Um, if you were talking about like, this is, this is my career. This is like, not just a game to me. This is like, this is how I earn a living. Mm -hmm. And when something affects that, then yes, it's, it's correct. It's more than just a game. Yeah. It's more than just a game. It's my livelihood. It's my ability to put food on the table kind of thing. Like that's a better way of putting it. If Mm -hmm. that's what he was getting at. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Ninja, Ninja seems to be the per, I, here's the thing. In my opinion, I don't think Ninja has really changed I think Ninja has changed. I think we all change uh, over time. But I think also that when it's come to him getting triggered by his audience, I don't think that's ever really changed. I think it's just been stifled a little bit more, and maybe he, like, holds it back a little bit more. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, like, there's all that was, like, you know, there's, like, nin- like, I've watched Ninja for a long time. I remember watching him when he first played Halo. He was super toxic. Not, I wouldn't say super toxic, but he was, you know, a gamer and stuff like that. And, I mean, I was there, PogChamp, when he, you know, the whole, like, do you kiss your mother with that mouth? What the F did you say to me, your little <laughs> S word? Like, that whole thing. You know what I mean? The thing is, is like that hasn't really changed in Fortnite. Remember when he was like reporting stream snipers in Fortnite or sure, he'll yeah. get he'll get killed in a, a Fortnite game from a random pub guy. And he'll just be like, oh, that guy's stream sniping. He knew what I was going to do or something like that I'm going to report him for default dancing on me or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that type of stuff has always been there with his with Ninja or whatever, where I think he just needs to take a breather and step back from that and probably just not let that stuff get to him. I don't know how he does that personally, because mm-hmm. I don't know him, but. Uh, you yeah. know, he needs to cool it when it comes to that type of stuff, because I feel like this is what this tweet came out of is probably he got killed by a stream sniper. You know, the guy default danced on him or did something stupid. And then Ninja was like, you know, hey, F you guy or something or whatever, got mad on Mixer. And someone in the chat probably said, hey, dude, it's just a game chill. And then he ran and tweeted this out mm. passionately. That's what I think. I don't watch him. He's on Mix, some platform called Mixer. I've never heard of it. So <laughs> <laughs> some random platform. Yeah, some dead platform, dude. So <laughs> that's my opinion, though, um, at least with that whole Ninja thing. So I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, you know Ninja better than I do. I, I can totally see this happening because, like, you know, part of, like, his thing is like, just r- raging and, you know, raging on people. I, I think it was just when Fortnite blew up, he decided to be more brand-friendly or family-friendly, which is perfectly fine. Maybe he was doing it before that. I don't really know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, he decided to curate himself in a certain way. But I think that it's still – he's still kind of the ragey person when it comes to his chat, getting triggered by his chat or getting triggered by stream snipers. But it's just different nowadays. He just – contextualizes it different you know and this is probably one of these outbursts or something probably yeah but i agree anyway uh good podcast episode we had a lot to rant about a lot to be angry about but uh (laughs) i I don't know if there's anything else you want to add pixel to any of the topics we've discussed you know we were angry because we were passionate about animal crossing true yeah (laughs) and it doesn't matter if i get all 327 animals to move into my stupid town if i my save file gets corrupted so fix that 
<laughs> Nintendo, please, I'm begging you. Oh, please. I really hope I don't have to do one of those saves. Day those one, save we're going to visit each other's towns. Our saves are both going to get corrupted on stream. <laughs> I hope I still have my Nintendo Online account. Like, I hope it's still active. Yeah, hopefully, man, hopefully. Anyway, guys, that's going to be it for this episode of No Content. Thanks for listening to us rant and ramble about stuff. Um, Shout-outs to uh, everyone who tweeted. Oh, side note, I got like 17 DMs from random people on Discord asking me who the person was on the Valentine's Day episode. I'm not telling you guys. I'm not telling you, idiots. I'm not telling you. There's no way I'm telling you. They're like, give me a hint. Like, is it this person? I got literally, like, I think I got like 17 to 20 DMs. And I thought it was like for moderating stuff or something. No, it was literally just people like, yo, who is the person you were talking about? Like, what section did they stream in at the time? Like, how many followers did they have? They had like 20 people message me. So I might take, I don't think I will, but I was like debating taking the episode down. I don't think I will because they're cool with it, but I'm not telling you idiots. Okay. So stop messaging me. Yeah, dude, like take a, you know, we have 20 listeners. That's awesome. Like, look at the bright side <laughs> oh of this. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's true. Well, congrats, guys. Good job for you guys, idiots. Don't message me about it. I'm not telling you guys, though. Uh, I'm kind of half kidding about the thing, but I was just shocked that you guys messaged me about it like I was going to tell you who it is. So that was just kind of weird. I'm not telling you who it is, but uh, yeah. All right, anyway, that's about it, though. So uh, anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening. Thanks, guys, for tuning in, as always. And until next week, we will uh, catch you later. Peace.